your niece, your favorite singer-songwriter, your favorite political commentator, your crazy cousin from the country, Music Truth, and you are listening to episode one of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses, the show where we dive into anything until we get to the bottom of it, where we get to the bottom of everything from politics and pop culture to why people with big arms make the best grits. No topic is off limits. No question is trivial or taboo. This is a safe place to toss it around and see if we can't find the truth behind it. So with that being said, um, this is our first show. And each week I'm going to introduce a question or topic of interest, possibly submitted by a listener, research it and break it down. In anticipation of show one, I solicited questions from social media platforms and literally just put them into a hat and selected one. Y'all sent me too many questions, but they were good questions. So we've got a lot of content um, and we're going to do this weekly. No clue where this podcast is going. Right now it's going to go wherever you and I take it. So this week's question is one that is actually a running joke um, between my sisters and I. I have two sisters. And it's a question that is dealing with rites of passage in our community. The first question for episode one is simple yet complex. And it's been weighing on my chest. It's been weighing on me since my 30th birthday. And it's been weighing on my chest like triple eyes. At what age do we transition to a house dress? Women, what age do we transition to a house dress? It's a staple. Um, and I don't think it's regional. And we'll, we'll discuss that as well. And maybe for men, maybe it's that age where you guys start to wear Kango hats for your daily tasks. Just out and about, not even going out and dressing up or you know, uh, treating it as a hat accessory, but no, it becomes an everyday thing for you. You're out at Lowe's um, in your Kango hat. Or maybe it's when you guys switch over to those short sleeve striped shirts, you know, the little uh, short sleeve shirts where you tuck them in to your little dunderies, you know, switched over to dunderies and they've got that one little pocket on the left in the front where you've got pins just lined up across and, and, and air pressure gauges tucked in. When do we all make these transitions? Um, when do we make this rite of passage? So here's how it's going to go. Where did the house dress come from? Um, what are some of the basic characteristics and where can we find ourselves um, in 2019? Is this something that's still relevant? And then what are the expectations once you start wearing a house dress? So the first question, I guess, within that is where do they come from? House dresses, um, according to Webster, <laughs> 
A house dress is a dress with simple lines that is suitable for housework and is made usually of washable fabric. The term was first used in 1893. Now, first of all, kudos to Webster for even acknowledging this. Um, it's not a made up thing. It's for real, for real. Um, and the term has been around since 1893. What was going on in the world in 1893? We had a lot of things going on. Um, you really are about 30, about close to 30 years, maybe about 24 years out of slavery. 1893, you also had um, New Zealand was just getting women's right to vote. We didn't come till almost 20 years later with that. Hawaii was voting in its first election. And the U.S. was getting ready to intervene by the end of the year in Nicaraguan politics. So perhaps maybe at that time, the, the work of, of women that were completing in the home is changing. And we have a term for house dressing. Not to mention and, and not to forget, 1893 is also special because we had a slight economic depression at that time. It caused widespread pandemonium. Um, and so you can bet your bottom dollar that it impacted every strata of society and indeed possibly impacted the dynamics of the home as well. However, out of that year, we get the house dress. That's the year we named it. So some of the key characteristics of a house dress. What do you remember growing up? You remember waking up on Saturday morning and mama, auntie's, grandma, somebody's got on a house dress. What are we about to do? We're about to clean. Okay. Now in my home, I grew up in rural uh, North Carolina. You're going to hear loud quartet music or loud John P. Key gospel music. And it's time to clean. Uh, we're going to clean everything. And mama got the house dress on. This is usually um, just an old school dress with two big pockets on the side. You need those in case you got to pick things up or you find something that's out of place. You need to throw it in your pocket and put it where it's supposed to go later. Um, maybe there's a pocket at the top, um, but the whole point is it's low cost and high comfort. These are key characteristics. Um, when you go back to some of the early days of house dresses, they weren't even cute. Like, first of all, house dresses are never really all that cute, are they? But when you're going back to looking at some of the images of 1893, when we named this relic, um, the house dresses were not cute. They had big, poofy shoulders and long, long sleeves, um, poofy slips underneath. Child, wasn't nobody doing that. So fast forward, we have simplified the house dress even more. It's usually cotton, um, just really lightweight, ultra comfortable, and low cost. That is the key. When you search for uh, a house dress, you're looking again for that comfort level. You're going you're gonna to pick up a design that's solid. You want prints. You want canary yellow, solid orange. You want a polka dot somewhere in there. But you want something that you don't mind sitting around in the house in and getting some things done uh, every now and then. That's one of the characteristics you look for. Where might you find a house dress today? Again, if the key is low cost, we're going to Walmart. We're going to the Dollar Generals of it all. We're going to the Family Dollars of it all. None of these, uh, <laughs> none of these places are sponsoring this show, so I'm going to stop name dropping them now. But you know what I'm talking about? The low cost places. Back in the day, we used to have the Super Tens. They don't even have Super Tens anymore. Um, but you go to the low cost places. You spend a couple dollars, 
and you get yourself a house dress. Now, I was reading um, a blog. Um, the blog is called lifewithd.com, and it's about how to create a good life for yourself. And she's discussing how she needed a bathing suit cover up, but didn't realize she was actually purchasing what would later become her first house dress. Maybe your house dress is in your closet right now, glaring at you, giving you the side eye. Maybe it's something that you bought because you needed to just go to the beach real quick or you were out of town and needed a quick change of clothes or something. And it's glaring at you and it's like, girl, you're going to need me one day. And it could be your house dress. Now, um, what age do we actually do this? And that's the big question that my sisters and I have been kind of pondering with is when does this happen? When does this transition happen? Um, as the show continues, I will share just some of the changes that have happened since turning 30 and how that has gone. And this is one of the big questions like now, am I big enough to, to get a house dress? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And just with some research, I find that I feel like I have just a few more years to go. I, I don't think I need to be purchasing one right now. But fast forward to 2019. What might I wear a house dress for now if I were 30 and wearing a house dress? It's going to be for lounging around the home. It's for, you know, weekend cleaning, doing a little weekend work. If I'm wearing a house dress, I'm not going anywhere. I'm chilling. I've got my fuzzy socks on. It's Netflix time. I'm relaxing. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see anybody. Glass of wine and relaxing. So perhaps this is the place that even young women can find ourselves in 2019. Now, if you were to go on social media and and type in um, house dress on Twitter, you would get results. Young women are talking about this. This is something that we weigh on our minds. And young ladies, uh, 21 and up, are discussing this. And uh, one lady talked about how she went for a walk and she said, oh, I just went in my house dress and socks. She said, but I didn't have my bonnet on, so I haven't reached auntie grandma level yet. And <laughs> so this is something that um, every woman, at least uh, Southern women and throughout um, the United States, we think about this, this time of transition. So with that being said, when that time comes, what are the expectations once you start wearing them. When you transition to a house dress, you might be asked to make the mac and cheese at the family function. Such you might graduate up to your aunt's favorite cake recipe. You might be called on a Sunday to ask if you cooked anything. Somebody's gonna call you just to see if you made a roast. You might finally be considered the nosy neighbor. You know, the one that just goes out, stands on the porch and puts her hands on her hips and says, great day, and walks back in the house. That neighbor, that's going to be you. When you get that house dress, you graduate graduated. It's a rite of passage. You're going to get the big piece of chicken. You're going to sit at the big table. You're going to be looked to to help serve plates at the family reunion. There are some things that come with this territory. And for men, perhaps when you graduate up to wearing a Kango hat, for your daily tasks outside the home, wearing that shirt with the pockets lined with the blue and black ink pens and tire pressure gaugers, you're going to be expected to wear socks with sandals. You're going to be expected 
to know how to make ribs and drive long distances with minor stops. You're going to be an old head. And that's when you know that you have arrived. You have arrived. So that's the truth about that. That's the truth about house stresses today. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week where we'll toss around another point of interest and get to the bottom of it. Please, please, please send me your questions. You can find me and inbox me on Facebook at facebook.com slash music truth. That's M-U-S-I-Q truth, all one word. Inbox me there. You can find me on social media. Just Google me, music truth. Thanks so much for joining. And you've been listening to episode one of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses. straight out the door it's truth 101 our world from chocolate lenses sending your questions cause knowledge we straight spitting and dying you got questions we got answers ain't no use pretending chop it up talk it out knowledge we straight dripping